Hello and welcome to a Pro Detailer podcast. Today we have a special guest, as is our want. Um, we have Matt from Dynax Detailing. Hello. How are you doing, Matt? Very well, thank you. Very well. So we are also joined by Ian of Seeley. Hiya. 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 And we have... Brookie. All right. Uh. Steady on. All right. I said three words, no more. Um, so we are going to be talking about lots of interesting things today, uh, but primarily about uh, starting a valeting detailing business. And Matt is uh, really interesting because you started about two and a bit years ago. I did. And you are now running an exceptionally cool kind of mobile valeted detailer company. Well, thank you very much. And I want to basically take our listeners through your journey for their benefit mm -hmm. um, and to show, you know, how you did it, the challenges you faced, uh, what all basically what happened. Yeah, well, great. Well, <clears throat> firstly, thank you for having me. It's, um, as I said to you before, an honour um, to be uh, selected for this platform. To be quite <laughs> frank. I don't know if I'm quite to the calibre that fade your off, don't worry about that. have been up to. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's, a, it's an honour, so thank you. But um, yeah, so I mean, I've just... Uh, ticked over two years of trading now mm -hmm. um, and it was something that like most people it was it was a hobby I was an enthusiast weekend warrior call it what you want um, and after leaving uh, the motor trade decided that I wanted to do something for me uh, and hopefully something that that could be quite rewarding as a as a job mm -hmm. uh, phrase so yeah thought okay well let's roll the dice and, and see if I can make a go of it um, well let's start let's, let's start from the beginning of course before you started touching cars yep um, what did you do at school and college school um, I never really liked school that much mm -hmm. I, I was more of a uh, sporty active person I like to think I was good at football wasn't that good at football clearly I read about these people yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but then I uh, kind of got swayed into more of the performing arts sector um, which is kind of a bit of a Kind of got Swayzeed, I guess. A, bit, a little bit Swayzeed, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Um, it's not such a good thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I went down the avenue of, of actually performing arts and, and kind of uh, pursuing that and training to, to become an actor. Um, albeit kind of six years down the road, realising that I probably haven't got the patience. I was say, how was mm. McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I mean, I've... I've got friends that managed to get their, their breaks um, mm -hmm. and, and found a bit of uh, stardom off TV. But um, So what you're saying is you know celebs? I, I'm not going to name drop, but yeah, I know one or two people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so long, long and short of it, is, it, it was great. It was a fantastic experience and it's things which I still uh, use to this very day. Um, so when you turn up to a Honda owner and you say, that's a lovely car. <laughs> that's <a> serious <laughs> yes. acting skills. Exactly that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, realised that actually... Uh, cars were always in the background for me. Cars mm -hmm. were always a massive, massive passion of mine. Uh, and as much as um, I enjoyed acting, messing around, call it what you want, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I didn't really have the patience to, to continue to pursue it and, and really dedicate your whole life to it. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, previous um, friends and, and, and kind of graduates that have gone on to literally, quite frankly, be you know hand-to-mouth living and, mm -hmm. and still chasing that dream. And they will continue to do so. Uh, and I tip my hat and absolute credit to them. But f for me, I was being pulled in another direction as well, which was the automotive direction. Yeah. Well, when you said I had previous, I immediately remembered that we haven't actually said that where you're from. 
Bristol. And you're a Bristol boy, born and bred. Born and bred, Bristol. So, you know, not some flashy part of the country in Bristol. No, exactly you know. that. Exactly that. It's very, very real. Yeah. Well, that's the point. Sunday, Sunday the 19th, just so because when we're, uh, we're filming it, is National Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's great in Bristol. How it's do you remember it, that? I, I just saw it the other day. Okay. So are you going to be entering there, Matt? It's a good, good possibility. It's literally and if like, I can that's talk just about a Honda Sunday Type R's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, that's good. You like that. <laughs> um, yes, as you may have, have noticed that Matt is a Honda person, but we oh, it's fine with, you know... Oh, not anymore, technically. Not anymore, no. No, 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 no not anymore. So, I mean, uh, a brief snapshot. Yeah, I, I kind of, uh, once I, I, I left the, the acting world or the acting training world, so to speak, uh, I moved into tailoring suits for people mm-hmm. for a very short period of time with a company which no longer this called Austin Reed. Um, I remember them. Yeah, high street chain, um, family-run business that uh, ended up selling out. And um, yeah, when I was uh, working in one of their outfits, I, I realised that it was going downhill quite rapidly. Mm-hmm. But upon my time there, um, I actually ended up, um, I'm not going to say making because they weren't making, but measuring up the MD for Bristol Honda a couple of suits. Oh, was that your in into that the next stage? That was a little bit of my in in. Um, so, so we said we weren't going to name drop. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he came in a couple of suits upon his fitting. Um, asked me if I hadn't said to change your career. Little did he know, I'd actually God, be had, a... he just brought that up straight away. Or you were the inside leg point. <laughs> <laughs> you're just holding the crown jewels. Came up straight away. What? <laughs> um, so yeah, and he, he very politely asked me if I, I fancy a change of career. Little did he know at that time, I'd already applied for a position within his company, oh. and I had no idea who he was. So kind of all the stars aligned, if you will, uh, and that saw me then move on to my next journey, which was working for the brand that is Honda uh, for uh, about six six plus years and that was in a, what, a sort of retail sales situation retail sales situation yeah so i used to be your, your glorified cheap suit not quite cheap suit but well austin suits, suits, i imagine you got some good deals at the end suits are plenty uh, yeah. but yeah suit wearing salesman um but yeah fantastic experience and um was something which which i hold still very in high regard of my time there because it gave me the opportunity and the platform to be able to Move on and ultimately start business. Well, I mean, you're a very talented man to be able to sell <laughs> sell Hondas. I mean, that's Honda. I know. I know when. Um, so obviously, the the Honda plant over in Swindon's closed down now. They've stopped all manufacturing, um, but they are quite good with helping people retrain. Yeah. Did Did they give you any assistance once you left, or is that a little bit too far? No, it was literally just a um, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's it's a completely different world from from those that were obviously in production and assembly at the plant to, to them being in a in an actual dealership. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I worked in a couple of dealerships in the Bristol area. Um, but yeah, fundamentally, once it was it was done, it was done. You are yeah disposable <laughs> well i must must apologize to our audience there but we are surrounded by printers at the moment and as uh, pdm we have recently bought a new a3 printer that just likes to wake up and make noises randomly and we've also just bought a canon a1 printer as well to all be right. able to offer some new and exciting things <laughs> so all right. business is good yeah <laughs> no it's still not eating but <laughs> we've got a big printer so oh, i like beams <laughs> yeah yeah they're not beams um but it's fine um the, so yeah, you've got quite quite a couple of background because you are now you look twenty nine, but you are thirty two <laughs> or thirty four. Thirty four. Just turned thirty four. Yeah, so I'm no spring ch- chicken anymore. Um, I keep on turning thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, what age? Just a number, right? 
but nonetheless. Well, it is, but don't you know, I mean, there's a big difference in terms of like confidence and stuff like that. If you're 21, everything's yeah, a bit yeah, scarier. Massively. Oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I'm a completely different person than I was from the, the Matt I was 10 years ago. There's, there's, no, there's no question about that. Um, the one thing I am noticing is how much now getting a little bit older the creaks and the aches that mm -hmm. come in the back and the knees are starting to not give me problems but i'm just now being a lot more conscious of looking after one's body well that's something we will probably talk about a bit later on today because it's about the whole the kind of the business life cycle if you see what i mean yeah, yeah. and um so you know now you're two years in um you were drawn into specifically washing as opposed to selling cars because I mean, was there anything specific about that? Because I mean, the, the selling cars are from the washing cars. Well, no, when you when you stopped the selling of the Hondas, yes, you then went into the washing of the cars. Part of yeah, uh, yeah, and that was again, it was going back to hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of had a little bit of time where I could kind of step out of, of the nine to five rat race, so to speak, and, and all of a sudden just go, well, let's breathe, let's let's take stock, and let's think about. What's the next move? And as much as I thought I was going to plow myself straight back into the motor trade with maybe a different manufacturer doing mm -hmm. the same thing, um, I went for a couple of interviews. You go up the ladder, you know. Um, I heard day we were recruiting at the time. <laughs> it, I mean, look, I'm not going to completely disregard that. It was a possibility that I might have stayed within the industry in some way, shape, or form, whether yeah. I've been in the same role or maybe a little bit of a higher role. Um, upon a couple of interviews and after reflecting on those, as much as I was there to impress them, you kind of have to be impressed yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and there was this whiff of corporate... Yes. Um, I won't swear, but nonsense, should we say? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I kind of just reflected heavily on that and thought, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not for me. Um, nonetheless, still a massive petrol head. Still love being surrounded by cars day in, day out. So I thought, okay, well, how can I kind of take that and move forward? Um, and then, of course, thought, well, okay, well, absolutely love kind of washing slash detailing spending mm -hmm. ridiculous amounts of hours on your own car well you, you've got quite a tasty honda and, and i imagine yeah. that means that yeah. you know it stays stationary quite a lot of the time <laughs> and to be honest you actually uh, all jokes aside you're not wrong it did stay stationary i say did because i've just sold it but did stay stationary most of the time because it was a uh, want for a better phrase a garage queen <laughs> um, so yeah so you just that Honda, uh, amidst my partner's Honda, uh, amidst family members' Hondas, you can tell I'm a Honda buff. Is uh, that where you made all the sales then? Uh, it contributed. <laughs> it certainly helped. It certainly helped. Dad, sure. I need to make Target. Come yeah, and buy a Civic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then not only that, from a, from very much from a sales point of view, I could practice what I preached. Um, yeah. And generally to this day, I still think the brand's a great brand. Um, I jest, I jest. I, I do. Uh, I, you of know. course, of course. Um, but yeah, so could I then go, okay, right, passion, hobby, can I take that and can I turn that into a, um, a business which which can earn, which can actually give you a return? Is is, is it viable? Yeah. Um, my initial thoughts were maybe there's not there's money in it, but is there enough money in it? Do they try and quantify enough? Out of interest, yeah. did you have a go-to brand when you were just just doing it for yourself? Did I go to where? Did you have a go-to brand? No. No. No, I didn't. Um, I would, I would going back like most people, uh, my kind of enthusiasm for maintaining the car and looking after the car came from my dad. Um, so we're talking about the typical stuff you're going to find on the garage shelf of your dad's garage, which is your Autodlin products, your Myrrh and so on and so forth. Chainsaws. <laughs> and, uh, um, but then his methods, uh, even going back to my very early memories of him maintaining his lovely MG Montego. Um, oh. Yeah, the lovely one. It, it was the lovely one, <laughs> wow. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, a Special lovely edition. one, but a very, uh, very sad end to the story because he sold it to my uncle after about six, seven years of ownership, and within two weeks he uh, he wrote it off. <laughs> and this is a car that was washed regularly, mm -hmm. um, albeit 
<laughs> in all the wrong methods. Yeah. Um, but he doted on that car as every car he's ever owned. Um, but that's the one from the earliest memory that I can recall that, that, uh, mm. that yeah, he was always all over. Did he ever let you touch it? Say again. Did he ever let you touch it? Not at all. Not at all. And the Montego? <laughs> <laughs> Is that my comical laugh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's... Laugh. It's almost convincing. <laughs> um, so, no, that's cool. So that's what, what brought you into it. And, and one mm. thing that anybody who will now, and I suggest everybody does, go and have a look at your Facebook page and your Instagram page and stuff like that, and your website. And you will see a... Not the OnlyFans. Not the OnlyFans. No, no, no. That's details underneath. Scroll. Um, the um, uh, What will be overalling kind of um, profound, should we say, is how professional the brand looks. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and it looks, you know, I go on the website and I think there's an, a long-established company that knows what it's doing and it is, you know, it, it looks almost corporate. It's not, but almost, in that how clean it is. And I think if you said to me, if I didn't know who you were, mm -hmm. and you said to me, yeah, I've only been in business for two and a bit years, you know, and I said, I'd be, like, pretty gobsmacked, to yeah. be honest. I mean, help. we had some applications to, you know, the association recently, so I go through and check people out. I mean, ones have been going five or ten years, and it still looks like it's, you know, 1991 on the, on the website, and the loading, nothing is appealing if I put myself in the, in the mindset of a customer or a... Um, or, you know, of, of anyone, really. Yeah. But whereas yeah. your one is a really nice um, persona, could we call it an online persona? I think we probably could. And all of your images are framed nicely, and it's not watermarked so much as literally framed with a mm -hmm. logo at the bottom. Yeah. Um, so you've obviously come a long way. What was your kind of process? Did you create... I, I get the feeling you might well have created a business plan. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, firstly, thanks for your kind words. It's... Um, it's appreciated. It's because oh, no. a lot, a lot of time, a lot of effort has gone into it. Um, I'll give you my account details later. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a business plan, um, mm -hmm. and it was something that I sat down with my partner, um, who, who very much was a driving force in reassuring me that actually going on this venture and actually starting could work. Mm -hmm. Having that little bit of reassurance in your corner um, was invaluable for me at the time, um, because you always, you always doubt yourself constantly doubting yourself thinking okay i could do it but will i do it and have you really got that get up and go to to roll that that proverbial dice and just say yeah let's 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 go and what's uh, interesting is your other half is a marketing guru so quite often yeah. it's it's you know it's like your mum says, oh you'll go go ahead it'll be fine it's like you know nothing about this you're just saying go ahead it's like you know it's like oh enter that marathon you'll be really good at it it needs more fat people yeah it, it but was... having a qualified person saying go for it i bet that is reassuring yeah absolutely and and she was um <laughs> she was instrumental in encouraging me to uh, I, I'm, I'm quite simple to a degree that i like what I, I like what I see. It's probably really background. Um, I know what I like when I see it. Yeah. So when I think about, okay, when, when I go and um, shop online, whether it's detailing products, whether it's clothes, whether it's trainers, anything, the branding has to be strong. Mm -hmm. If the branding's strong, it's already drawn me in. Yeah. And then the body of whatever they're trying to push and sell and so on, that's then obviously when, when, it, when it will get me. But if the brand is not strong to start with, the product could be fantastic. But I probably won't even glance at it or give it a second look because it's just just not engaged me straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. So one thing I kind of knew straight away was okay, a bit like what you were saying from a sitting on the other side of the desk, so to speak, is how can I create something which will get people's attention? Um, and it didn't want to have it OTT, didn't want to have it messy. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted something quite simplistic. Um, 
but, but seem to fit. Um, well, what I what I like is is that there are some really cool, and I use cool kind of how it's supposed to be meant, mm-hmm. um, brands out there that definitely appeal to me in a youth. When I was out tagging bus shelters and <laughs> and doing whatever the youth is supposed to have done, um, the you know it, it's funky. They got kind of, for example, graffiti look in their um, in their unit. Yeah. But I'm thinking actually, the people with the money with the nice cars that want you to deal with them, strangely enough, are not petty criminals. They're, <laughs> you know, they're, they're higher up that food chain. Yeah. Um, and so yours, and it was that kind of um, appealing to the right people, not just cool because you and your mates think it's cool, yep. but cool because your typical, I guess, 30 to 50-year-old professional uh, Bristol-based customer is yep. going to want that look, not something completely wacky. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that is... Um, uh, we, we, I've been told by many... Um, very uh, lovely and loyal clients and new clients um, that the brand seems premium. Mm-hmm. Um, never did I set out for it to, well, actually, I say never set out. I wanted it to have that essence, that feel, mm-hmm. but I didn't want people to think it was just kind of high end because, yeah. you know, I'm not snobby. Um, it's a case of, you know, we'll, we'll go from, yeah, your, your, your Porsche 911s to Ford Fiestas. It's, 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 it's no issue as long as, the, you know, the, everything that we require is available. But let's um, face it, the people with a Porsche 911s have perhaps got a little bit more disposable income to yeah, spend on making yeah, it pretty. Yeah, there is, there is that, that fact, and, and those are qu- quite happy to, to spend. And not only that, probably are going to be a bit more car proud. So mm-hmm. on that basis, are more likely not just going to want to see you, you know, one-hit wonder and thanks very much, see you in a year's time or two years' time, yeah. but regular maintenance and keeping on top of it. Well, I noticed that on your website, and I, this is a big thing I've been talking to a lot of members about recently, which is um, the importance of regular services mm-hmm. because... You know, a lot of people think, oh, gosh, it's going to be a pain to set up. Customers don't want to tie themselves into a contract. I'm thinking, flip it on the other side. It means customers just have a simple direct debit. They go through. They know the car's always going to be clean or nearly clean. And for them, you know, you're offering them peace of mind. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I, I think that's a really nice way of doing things. Do you find that's a popular service? Massively. And, and to be quite frank, that is uh, what I try and encourage uh, as much as possible with all new clients. Um, you, you can generally... Ju- Generally, put my teeth in properly. Generally, get a gauge of. Um, <laughs> At some point, that won't be funny when we're that old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am thirty-four now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you can generally gauge if somebody is looking for uh, a quick spruce up, a mini valet, a valet, just to make it look presentable, um, and and on they go. I and mean, we offer things like pre-sale valets, which you know it's designed mm. to do what it says, get it ready for somebody to come along and not pick it apart completely. Um, but in terms of actually keeping on top of things. From a selfish point of view, actually, you know, just from a business point of view, not a selfish point of view. You've got consistent income. Exactly that. It gives you a little bit of reassurance to go, okay, well, I've got these people every month or every six weeks. You can almost start to plan ahead and go, this is coming in. Mm. And it's more reliable than people who just tend to book you once every two or four weeks. Yeah, I mean, look, I I initially started like that. It was a case of throw money at the wall in terms of marketing, see what sticks. You know, you've got to test platforms out and see what works. But actually, when you start to find out what does work, then go, right, now we need to target more specifically people. Um, Have you noticed one's worked more for you than others? Yeah, I mean, there's no shine away from the fact that Google Ads is absolutely... It's Google Ads, is it, Google Ads is for us the, the biggest biggest form. I mean, Facebook, as much as you've got a Facebook platform, is predominantly Instagram, um, mm. which is linked. Because um, you run your Facebook page as a person profile, don't you? Yes. Yeah. So you can add friends, but not like, so yes. to speak. Yeah. Um, and it's something that you might think it's crazy, but I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. I never have been on Facebook. Um, 
I'm quite a private person in that respect. My partner thinks it's absolutely crazy. Well, you've you've got good for your mental health. Yeah. 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 But Bristol has got fast internet now. Isn't it? <laughs> just about. Yeah. Faster than Swindon. <laughs> Faster than Wonders. <laughs> pumping 300 meg per second. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, again, if it's something as simple as Facebook, everybody's got a Facebook. Well, little old me, I never had a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So, even that platform I wasn't actually comfortable with. Um, I had an Instagram through, which was primarily just cars mm-hmm. just 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 hondas um sickening <laughs> so so yeah so but yeah going back to your question Nick, google was without doubt our yeah most most popular platform for for bringing people in well can, can i oh, you don't don't have to answer these don't want but how much do you think you spend a month say on google adverts because this is something that people probably struggle to to to, to quantify is the, the the sort of the rate of return because mm-hmm. yeah yeah how, how much do you think you spend on average yeah it's not extortionate between two and three hundred pounds yeah which nets you as a return it could be double or triple that. yeah so it's 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 a worthwhile investment for those, for those and that's just to get them that. through yeah. the door in the first place yeah. because yeah. then i'm sure a lot of those have turned into regular customers who absolutely. you don't need to advertise to absolutely anymore. absolutely and i would say on probably on average now the lion's share of our um, month in month out customers are what we call care plan customers uh people have maintenance plan we decide to call it a care plan um work for you, the older candidates yeah yeah, yeah exactly that yeah <laughs> it's the yeah. liverpool clean, pathway clean, plan clean, yeah. 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 You care, we care. Um, <laughs> clean car then a honda then <laughs> care home then death <laughs> um you're writing me off too soon I'm <laughs> things to come yet um but yeah so yeah we get a handful of new customers every month but primarily it is the care plan customers which which we manage to maintain and look after so an interesting thing because you operate mobile yep um, I'm guessing a lot of profitability comes from efficiency yes. of travel more than yep. anything else because you ain't making money when you're sitting in your van. Absolutely. And um, so the question is, with your regular customers, does that allow you, and particularly as you've kind of got them down to contract, so to speak, yeah. allow you to pick and position them in days of the week so that you're in certain parts of Bristol on certain days of the week? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, planning, I'm, 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 a, I'm, big, I'm huge on planning, um, even down to the, the, the finer things with the van. Mm-hmm. making sure everything's prepped i'll never do anything of a morning that i've got to go to the job i fill up the water tank that's all done the night before yeah uh same with laundry <laughs> doing doing your mitts doing your towels doing well, your like, microfibers i mean filling up the night before is just sensible because it helps with the stance yep. and you don't have to buy coilovers <laughs> so no, i'm trying to get down it's also thing corner anyway yeah. <laughs> i'm trying Bill, to get down Bill behind Steen, the crowd this is a caddy anyway so i know it's a caddy yeah, Steen, well, Bill, Bill, Steen b14s i'll have you know thank mm. you very much are they actual coilovers or are they just normal coil springs with fancy pants stampers <clears throat> Next comment. Cut, just cut, <laughs> cut the end off. I know my bills too, boy. Um, so uh, yeah, no, that's cool. So I've, I've been now. Yeah, you are. Does it does it help to uh, have people? Yeah. yeah, geographically have people in the book and so you know where you are and, and helps plan. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, I mean, I've got a couple of clients at Swindon. Um, I was going to ask how far do you travel? Swindon's quite a slog for me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it comes down to the individual um, and. Well, you're the individual in question. That's I'm why the we're individual, asking, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the individual client. Can and frankly, if, you, if you've got a, a bit of a Honda thing, fan base, if you like, yeah. Swindon's fairly central for, well, not so much anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of second-hand Hondas up for sale in Swindon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got no doubt they will be. Um, yeah, I can't even say it's, it's uh, Hondas that I, I, I cater to in Swindon. But um, but yeah, it comes down to if, if, if somebody um, is quite happy to pay, Mm-hmm. and they're quite happy for little old me and they trust and rely on me to come and look after that car month in month out yeah absolutely 
Do you charge a premium for traveling that far? Or if they're a regular, you just keep it kind of account for it? Typically, uh, I always kind of, anything over an hour, you need to start looking at expenses. Mm -hmm. Anything under that. That comes back to trying to group everything together. So you're trying to go to Swindon once every two weeks, which is always a a good plan anyway. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, 45 minutes. Is is it a good plan to go once every two weeks? Or just to restrict it to once every two weeks? Restrict it, yeah. Yeah. So how many times have you been stabbed in Swindon? (laughs) (laughs) How many times have you? Never, but then I don't stop. I just keep going. You just makes... walk outside your front door. <laughs> yeah, now I just go B and Q and drive around the car park until somebody comes out and offers me some two by four. Um, <laughs> offers so. you. <laughs> They're living the, the dream. There are two routes you could have gone with that joke, and I'm glad you went with that route. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, you. Fit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right, well, I've got lots of sensible questions, but we're now at the point where I think it'd be a nice little idea to take a little break. Hey there, just a note for our US listeners out there. Uh, whilst we've always been able to send you over magazines from the UK, we now have a distributor in the United States for you. That's Detail Division. So go and check out their website at detaildivision.com. You're back with us, and we have got Matt Prowse here of Dynax Detailing. We've got Aaron, and uh, we are talking about Matt's business and how he's fairly recently, as in the last two years, started up, but he's taken a very professional approach. And um, let's just run through. You say you had a business plan, mm-hmm. and sorry, I sound like I'm doubting it, but you obviously <laughs> did have a business plan. Um, you had you organized yourself. <laughs> I had we'll my ducks in a row. The ducks. <laughs> and you've written down what you want to do. And what was interesting, so you had a certain amount of budget from saved up from the previous job yeah yeah it was um my, my previous line of work so selling cars commission-based environment if you were right you could earn some more right money um i wasn't the best but i wasn't the worst um but on that basis it allowed me to have a rainy day pot yeah and and, and kind of just put some away so actually when I decided to step back and, and, as I said before, kind of take stock and, and realise what I wanted to do. It just gave me that buffer. I wasn't immediately panicking, thinking, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay the mortgage and so on? Um, so it just gave me that, that that safety net, if you will. And did you use that to invest in kit for your business or did you do a separate loan for that? No, use that to invest in for in kit for the business. So without giving away anything, you know, if, if somebody came to you and said, look, I'm starting up, I want to do basically what you're doing, yep. um, how much money would you suggest that they have set aside for A, coping with the quiet times until it's earning and B, getting everything? I mean, I've seen some people sort of with, you know, 50 quid in a bucket and sponge is, yeah. is not going to get you there. Yeah, and, and that's uh, immediately where, um, you know, talking about the professional image of the business mm-hmm. that I immediately wanted to set the stall out that this was never going to be that. Um, there are people which quite happily will, yeah, have a pressure washer, bucket in the back of a van for sponge and just go around. Um, that was never the approach that I wanted to take. It was never going to be something that even had my interest. It was... In for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah. Um, in for an EP3 It's, it's, it's hard to quantify exactly how much an individual should uh, invest to start with because uh, everybody can be different. Well, it's not how much uh, one should, but if, if you're in a position, would you, you know, in, in terms of suggesting that people have got available, yep. you know, are we talking a grand, five grand, ten grand? Yeah, I mean, know? I would probably say at minimum, I think you need to be looking, particularly if you, if you don't have transportation, i.e. a van, it doesn't mm. have to be a van, I know that, but... 
if you wanted to go kind of full water tank and everything like that, um, for me, it was was obtaining a van. I probably spent too much money on a van. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be future-proof, so I didn't need to be spending out on it immediately when I yep. got it, and I could keep it for five-plus years should I need to. Um, could you do this on uh, a five 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 to ten thousand pound initial starter budget yes Mm -hmm. very comfortably five thousand pounds acquiring a van and all the kit you need to get if you don't have anything anything Mm -hmm. at all to start with it'll eat into all of that yeah Um, especially if you want to have yourself afloat to survive the first exactly that so So, yeah because you don't you don't don't walk into a business with a full customer list no not at all And, and that was the most daunting thing was you know even chatting to family members and 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 friends about even potential kind of price points of what you would look to charge for certain services. And they'd be like, really? Like somebody would, would, would pay that mm-hmm. to, to effectively wash your car. Um, and it was kind of knowing, well, again, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. There are people out here doing this already. So what you've got to do is um, copy that and do more of what works and less and, of what and, doesn't. And find your niche. And you, you have yeah. got that niche of that high-end mobile service that's not, I mean, you're not machine polishing every day of the week. You're not, not doing, you know, wet sanding and PPF or anything like yeah. that. But yeah. you've still got the sort of clientele who are, you know, they're spending good money and they've got nice cars. And it's that sort of, you're, what you're offering is a premium service as opposed to necessarily advanced processes, I guess best way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, the processes are, are, are down uh, and that, that comes from, from the training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously when starting out, you know, regardless of, of what you need to invest in in terms of equipment, uh, training was was fundamentally one of those things which I absolutely needed to have. Uh, mm-hmm. We think we're good, but until actually you go and speak to the pros about it. Um, well, I mean, that's where we first met because you've done level one and level two yeah. at UKDA. Correct, yeah. We're yeah with, with Mr. Ian and, uh, and Rich as well. So yeah, they are, are very patient in making sure that <laughs> I am uh, where I need to be. But, uh, you know, even when, when uh, looking around online to say, right, okay, well, I want to be this professional outfit. I would like to think I can charge X amount. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to somehow prove that one, I'm good for it. And, and two, it can be supported in some way, shape or form. Uh, and as much as at the time when I was looking around for kind of qualifications, GMVQ, whatever it might be, there wasn't anything jumping out mm-hmm. at all. But however, the boys, Ian and Rich at UKDA, their website and online platform uh, straight away was the most engaging, going back to that initial engagement. Yeah. Um, I was say, you were drawn to things that look pretty, but... Uh, yeah, I, I exactly guess, that. I was <laughs> staring into his eyes across the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah so that that was uh, a big big thing for me that i wanted to make sure not only on the basis of it, it looks even more professional that you're backed by guys which have done this for years and years way beyond my years it's also that uh if in my hour of need i've got a, i've got a, you know an issue here i need some help yeah. our issue that is um <laughs> <laughs> so help with other issues but <laughs> kind of help my own issues yeah. Yeah. part-time samaritans i'm led to believe as well so <laughs> um but yeah so they're, they're always there uh mm-hmm. got an issue uh ian rich they're very very good and very prompt in getting back to me on email uh just with with any niggles or problems so yeah it's that support network as well which is which is really valuable cool yeah, and I think, again, factoring that into your initial setup course, and that's what I'm seeing a lot of people now coming into the trade. So people come into the trade from all different angles, but a lot of those who kind of come in almost more pre-planned uh, have got that budget, have got that business plan. But also, there are government support packages out there for getting training. If you've been made, yeah. for example, these Honda, you know, the Honda are doing a very, are being very generous. About 500 pounds a person or something they're given just to help retrain. This yeah. is a little golden... Golden goodbye, yeah. golden handshake. Yeah, handshake when they arrive, isn't it? 
Uh, I think it could be. I, I suppose you get a golden shape handshake and leave, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a golden high five. <laughs> Which is good, though, right? It le- doesn't leave that sour taste. No, absolutely. Uh, it kind of rids of that, and, and credit to them, I think, is a really nice thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and so, in terms of um, your longer term plan, and just going briefly back to your business plan, of did you, when we were discussing earlier, you said how ultimately you want it to be able to support you and potentially your partner as a sort of standalone um, business, something to build up. Did you, at any point during your planning, think about an exit plan? No. Creating a sellable asset? No, not at all. And um, well, what's interesting about that is you're already saying age 34 but looking 28, um, <laughs> that you're already getting a bit creaky and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What, you know, when it comes to 40, when you get to my age um, and my, my, you know, my mental age, which is sort of 150 or so, just sort of waiting for death, um, the, you know, you're not necessarily going to be able to do that. Have you thought ahead about what you're going to do? Yeah. I mean, uh, as, as we said um, off mic before, that I, I'm now just turned 34 i am conscious of knees and back and supporting uh looks sorry not supporting looking after my body i'm just just unconscious so yeah I, i've not got one in place mm-hmm. i don't have one in place at all uh I, i'll continue going until i can keep going but obviously i know i can't do this forever in a day mm-hmm. so there possibly will need to be something else that comes into play can i grow it to the point of where i can take more of a back seat and bring other people on board to carry out the work which i can mm. maybe through gritted teeth get through <laughs> uh, I, 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 I would you consider going into products or diversifying out a lot of people ask and i guess uh, this this comes from the branding you know, we we do merchandise we do products um my fear is with products is that it's so so fierce um saturated. i don't yeah. have any knowledge of even where to go i don't know chemists i don't know like mm. who i would immediately go and approach Everybody's, or tap no, up does anybody right. when they start though? i'm sure yeah. i don't get me wrong it goes back to that and you say you say it's saturated but then the there are 64 million people in the uk i believe most of which have cars some of which clean them you you break it down more and more and you'll eventually be able to find a thousand people to buy your products yeah so on that basis, I will be doing a product. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because you started with such strong branding, and when when you were coming up with your, I know we've covered branding a little bit, um, yeah. but when you were coming up with how how many um, how many versions did you go through before you arrived at where you are? Was it a long process? Not not a, a massive deal. Um, I, I tend to because I tend to find that a lot of the the brands that kind of just know their image straight off are often a lot more successful when it comes to diversifying out because it's it's more an overall vision than just say oh I just need something to make people come to my business to to watch the cars. Yeah, I would probably say we only went through maybe five or six different variations of the logo, the brand, if you will. Um, yeah, it was. I, I did a lot of. Uh, homework research online of other brands like i said in all different sectors that i thought looked uh cool like dino rod <laughs> not those <laughs> uh, funnily enough not those uh but yeah so a, a lot of other uh, brands which are cool um i did um study there i tried not to copy anybody's but you tried to take elements of other who, who was sort of a big um influence on it I mean, I'm not a motorcycle person, but I do love uh, Doisex Machina. Their their branding's mm. superb. Um, I'm going to plead ignorance here. Who are they? Oh, they're a motorcycle brand clothing uh, okay. company. Um, but but yeah, I think 
very cool brand. Uh, when I think of obviously the sector, Auto Finesse, they're the marketing giants in, in, in our game. So yeah, had definitely had a look at them and tried to, again, draw elements of inspiration from that. Um, I think other guys that do it really well, the likes of Carbon Collective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just trying to take snippets from 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 other companies without trying to copy anything and, and yeah, put, put inspired by exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the name Dynax, mm-hmm. where did that come from? That was going back to my Honda roots. Um, there was a, a chap on a on a Honda forum. Mm-hmm. How far we're going back on. Forums. Well, let's face it, they're mostly chaps on Honda. Forum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and his. Uh, what do we call it? Ha- handle? Is that the right thing? Handle, yeah, because yeah, I said name. avatar earlier, but that's more of a picture that's a thing. Picture, isn't it? Yeah. Avatar, but yeah, his, his handle was Dynax. Um, and I loved his car at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I always remember uh, reading a lot of posts about this this chap and this, that, and the other. And when I was trying to think of a, a name for the business, that, that kind of popped into my head. I wanted something that would roll off the tongue, um, quite easy to remember, quite short. Um, and you think of like Topaz. Mm. Yeah. Like that. Um, and uh, and yeah, then when I started to look into it a little bit more, I even looked at what it, the name Dynax meant. So if you're going to call your child Dynax or something, like yeah, that. I don't know anybody called Dynax, but looked into each individual letter, and each individual letter uh, summarised me quite well. And I, okay. I won't bore you with all of that, but yeah, it just seemed like it was going to be the right fit. And yeah, yeah, had that, <laughs> yeah, had that feeling. To yeah, it. exactly that. And I, I, the reason I wanted to go down something that sounded, I think you said earlier, not quite corporate, but maybe be more professional mm-hmm. um matt's car cleaning or you know my initials mp again again a diverse name like that allows you to do whatever you want with the business yeah so mm. I, I guess there possibly might have been an element in the back of my mind thinking that actually maybe we could branch out at some point but that mm-hmm. i think probably was grounded very quickly by not trying to run before i could walk mm. um but yeah, maybe there's scope in the future. We'll see. So in terms of the whole setup, because we're, we're going to hit our sort of 20 questions fairly soon. Um, but uh, I, in terms of the whole kind of reason how you've succeeded, appears to me at least to be proper planning, mm-hmm. proper budgeting, mm-hmm. getting your training in, getting the equipment right. And again, you've got, a, for example, a lovely gazebo all branded up. Mm-hmm. Quite quite an expensive thing, a decent gazebo, which I can't remember which one you've got. Whether you're, Are you a Rock Awnings? Rock or awnings, you're yeah. a Rock Awnings. Um, and getting all that done properly as you say, you hit the ground with the right impression immediately, whereas a lot of people, through no fault of their own necessarily, because they you know, can't necessarily just click their fingers and have some, yeah. some dollar, yeah. um, kind of start and build gradually. But from the very off, you've been kind of right on point. And that's, I think, helped the acceleration of, 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 of your growth and development to where you are now. Um, I was just intrigued, given you've only been going two and a bit years, mm-hmm. well, it feels like we've had two and a bit years of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, in, in your October 2019 business plan, what was your global <laughs> pandemic uh, SWOT analysis like? <laughs> yes. Well, I predicted it all along, didn't I? Yeah. So yeah. I, I had yeah, it's it the Mayans. Plans the Mayans knew what was happening. I thought it was 5G. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was... <laughs> look, we had to just roll with the punches, so to speak, didn't we? It was something that... Uh, we, I say we, I say we on the basis of my partner obviously assisting me behind the scenes with with marketing and what have you. But um, had to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government left me with eighty percent of, of zero. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that in mind, it was um, you've got these inquiries coming through. What are you going to do with them? You're going to sit back and just let them, you know, bypass you, or mm-hmm. you're going to say right, okay, well, slowly descend into poverty and end up with a Honda Jazz. <laughs> exactly that. Great car, I'll have you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> takes me back to my company car days. Probably was car of the year at one point. The Jazz. What in in Saga magazine? 
Yeah. It's a TARDIS for a small little car. What a lovely amount of space. <laughs> that's that's what you can say about it. He's still in salesman mode. He's, he's actually stealth marketing. Guerrilla marketing. Stuff. Tomorrow I wake up and I put my teeth in and I sit there going, Doris, I think we need a jazz. Um, but I don't know why I was doing this. Uh, anyway. Uh, that's that's where you hand puppet normally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for my conversation. He's my best friend. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're in a situation because you haven't been trading for more than 12 months. You haven't basically submitted a, a return Correct, for the business right, yeah. you got zero support at that point yeah. because you're not unit based you got zero support from yeah. from that point exactly. of view so you were up up the up the swanee without a, a, a ding dong absolutely um, that yeah and it, it kind of uh, it wasn't really a hard decision to make because as long as you're doing the right things uh and and let's go back to you know what, what i was doing um i'm not in a unit i've not got uh, an employee with me mm-hmm. i'm one man in a van on yeah. his own, working, working outside. Exactly. Minimal contact with customer as well. Uh, can reduce that almost down to almost nothing if you plan it quite carefully with, you know, keys being dropped and so on and so forth. Yeah, and just shout at them from a distance like Alan Partridge. Hey. Ahoy there. Exactly that, yeah. you know. Uh, not taking on the lovely cups of coffee and that that they want to always ask you for. Hey, boiling water <laughs> sterile. <It's fine. laughs> um, so, yeah, so, look, I mean, gloves, you know, have always been part and parcel of, 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 of everyday life for well, even, in, even well in the acting anyway. days, you know. Well, you spend, yeah, you spend most of your hands. working day with your hands submerged in soapy water, so <laughs> you, can't, you can't really get much cleaner than that, can yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, just making sure that you're all over on top of the, the, the sanitising. Yeah, uh, from just the keep customer in. hugging to a minimum. Exactly. No tongues. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've um, gone red. I have a little bit, yeah. <laughs> no um, more licking. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, it, 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 was, it was challenging to start with because, of course, it was just acting with more caution than you would normally take but mm-hmm. nonetheless there was less traffic as well so you know which is irritating Road's because brilliant. if they could trust people to do that in the first place they probably wouldn't have needed to lock down yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and e- even even now if more people just continue to do the right things yeah we will get out of this sticky situation much much quicker it's those that are yes, you don't have to wear a mask everywhere but would it hurt? Exactly. A little bit I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very much on the, and, and I'll probably be hated for this or, or, or um, patted on the back, but um, and you, if you're going in a supermarket, it's a crowded area typically. Mm-hmm. Just put a mask on. Yeah. Well, if you see the people that are normally hard. in a supermarket, I, now I think I'll probably wear a mask regardless of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breathe yeah. that in well I grew a beard specifically for navigating supermarkets because I just wander around in a slightly fat jacket sort of like chatting to myself and they get out of your way I do social distancing <laughs> in a range you know they keep it's a good you're four picking five out meters. the occasional cornflake <laughs> yes I go through my reserves in supermarkets it's the stress um, but no I, I, I agree with you I mean well, everybody has to go out apparently clubbing and, and all the rest of it why don't you just stay at home and play tiddlywinks with yourself exactly tiddlywinks great game exactly the game. Indeed. Um, indeed but yeah so I mean uh, just, just kind of finishing off on your COVID question, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, once we took a stance that, so I keep saying we, apologies, it is me, mm-hmm. as I said, uh, with my partner's help, but we decided that trading was going to continue. Um, sent a mailer out to our existing customers, uh, that all of a sudden they were like, oh, wow, okay, you are you are still trading, fantastic, we'll, we'll get booked in then. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. Uh, and then I think after a couple of weeks of being in lockdown, people started to get a bit more comfortable, um, rather than the panic of, ooh, you know, uncertainty, what's going on, this is, you know, what was coming to an end, blah, 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 was, okay, well, we're going to be at home for the foreseeable. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's get things done. So, you know, the, the, the gardens were being done. The deck, you know, interior decor was yep. being done. And Did you have any that. advice from Trading Standards down at Bristol? No. No? No. Good. Uh, the, you, the best you, advice I had actually was from Burke. I mean, through on the on, That's on email. here very often. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, as, as members, we... we Certainly, from a PVD point of view, we we spent quite a long time saying, "Look, it's your choice. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting support, 
and you know sufficient sport to live on don't take the piss and keep working sort of thing yeah. necessarily but if you are screwed you know I, don't, I can't blame you in it for a second if you keep going and you're in that situation and also you're low risk anyway because you're mobile well that's it and, and to be quite frank even, even if you just tried to risk assess like i said one man in a van outside on his own mm-hmm. all the necessary um that's what the crime PPE. report says yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, so working through COVID, but doing so intelligently. Makes sense. Um, now, we have recently started this trend of doing quickfire questions, which uh, usually it's my fault that they're not particularly quickfire, but we're going to be fairly disciplined. Um, I will self-adulate if, if I carry on too long. Um, Later, though. <laughs> okay. I suppose we are on camera. Um, what's your current car? Uh, VW Caddy. Did you used to have a Honda? That uh, yeah, I did. I did. That, that was sold and, and driven away last Sunday, <laughs> on the back of a van. Um, <laughs> second, what is the first car you professionally sort of touched? The first car professionally, uh, you know, as a as a valeter detailer, not, yeah, not yeah. as a hooker. It, it was valeting. It wasn't detailing. Yeah. Um, but it was a Porsche 911 Carrera GTS. Oh, fifteen year model. It's so quite fancy. As a, as a whereabouts in Bristol are you? Because I, I I used to live in St Paul's, and there was <laughs> the only ones there are the ones that have been nicked. St Paul's. Yeah, two streets over. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> It was fine. I quite liked it. I felt at home there. Everybody else looked equally feral as I did. And, and you know, we didn't stab each other. Shuffling around in the dress, in dressing gown in the morning. <laughs> the 306 did have the door ripped off oh, it yeah, at one point. Oh, yeah, the 306. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. 306 fitted in. I, I went back there, actually. Quick uh, five questions. Quick yeah, five my questions. bad. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to involve a fox and a Mazda 3 in blood. Um, never mind. Um, so, where about, sorry, my point is, where in Bristol are you? East, west, north, south? South. South. Oh, so near the airport. Not quite as far as that, but yeah. Gotcha. So gotcha. It's, if anything, it's probably kind of south, north, kind of in between <laughs> Kind of Mid- south, middle, north. Kind of, <laughs> north, kind of in the middle. <laughs> Bristol. Um, what's your dream car? A Porsche 964. So not a Honda? It's not a Honda. Interesting. My taste has acquired over the years. <laughs> DA or Rotary? Uh, DA. Nice, nice. How many buckets do you do it with? Three. Okay, cookie. And when you're washing a car? When do I? So, how many buckets when you're washing a car? Sorry, I was trying to be funny, and you really screwed that up. <laughs> I think you screwed that up. <laughs> so that's all on you. Uh, ceramic or wax? Wax. Gotcha. Can I make? No, I won't. Do even you want to go into that a little bit more? I mean, is this? Uh, well, yeah. Why not? Why not? Explain why you prefer wax uh, to ceramicing. Well, um, I mean, and then on a car. The, 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 this answer could change um, as and when. Depending on the person. <laughs> yeah. But you, ha- but you have a unit and you're suddenly offering ceramic coatings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, these ceramics outside, it can be done, providing, you know, uh, clients have, have garages where they can be safely put overnight, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, the, by and large, I do wax more so than ceramics. There is uh, a more enjoyable process of mm-hmm. waxing um, than, than ceramic. Um, and I kind of touched on a little bit earlier on, but, if the client then has a bit of a, a whoopsie with the car at any point, then having to then paint correct, it's not as tasking. <laughs> I love the other, a wax when layer, you say whoopsie in a car, I'm just thinking an old lady wetting herself in a hundred jazz. <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you know, both have certainly got their place in the market. Um, there but, are very much ceramics available on the market, which are so say uh, you know can cure very very quickly and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But um, and but, favorite wax then. Sorry, adding a kind of question 3B. Favourite wax currently? Angel Wax Enigma. Nice. That's nice. probably my yeah, go-to mm. one that I like to offer. Okay, so now we've got some simple right or wrong questions. Ferrari or Porsche? Porsche. Subaru or Mitsubishi? Mitsubishi. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
so two right. <laughs> and, uh, thank you for having me on. <laughs> One step up from Honda, I guess. Um, flex or repairs? Flex. Yeah. Uh, what would be your dream car to detail? A 964. <laughs> so you just want to touch a 964? I, I do like 964s, yeah. I've, I've, I've just... Uh, when I was a kid, my dad always used to say to me, you've got, you've got a phrase, and my phrase was, what a baby black Porsche. That was my phrase as a, as a child. Um, How old were you? I have no idea, but that that, that was my phrase. Um, I think at some point Porsche ownership will have to happen. If it could be a 964, if I came into... Well, how much are 964s nowadays? Shoot enough. 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 <laughs> Six figures. And Holy hell. Yeah, really I nearly well sold one for a, a uh, for a client uh, who kept out in Spain at one point. And yeah, that was... <sighs> It, it was going to go for quite serious money. This is in twenty. That was in twenty fourteen. So okay, yeah. Mm. So big dreams. Oh, yeah, big dreams. I, I mean, <laughs> a more uh, probably realistic dream um, would, because I am a JDM fanboy. Yeah, um, would be a, a Nissan thirty two GTR. Um, yeah, which is obtainable now. Are they? Are they really there? I mean, I, I saw one at seven grand about three years ago. I was offered it for seven grand in the proper gunmetal grey. Yeah, nice yeah, recent yeah. import. Cage two, lovely paint code. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I said no, and now uh, a oh, nice R32 GTR is what thirty-five, yeah, ish. And, and on the hike, it's—I mean, it's probably not going to be as extreme as the iconic thirty-four, but it's going to certainly jump up. I think the next five years are going to be thirty-two, thirty-four anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, that would be a dream as well. Possibly mm-hmm. a bit more obtainable than a nine-six-four. Yeah, right, and ever closer to you know Subaru Legacy two-point-two Dulux. <laughs> um, Okay, so um, final question. Sunday drive or Sunday detail? I would say Sunday drive. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, and, and what car in would you do? Because in, in <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the Honda isn't there anymore. Well, uh, as far as the business goes, uh, the business is closed on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I like the down tools on a Sunday. Yeah, Other quite de- right. Detailing Monday and Saturday. It's nice. To- <laughs> 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 um, yeah, drive, drive. Nice, nice. Well, all that leaves me to do is thank you very much for venturing up here. You're very welcome. And taking the gamble, getting so close to Swindon, <laughs> um, which incidentally is still 10 miles away, so it's, it's, it's reasonably safe. Um, and uh, we wish you all the best of luck, and I'm sure we'll get you on again in the future at some point. Um, and uh, to all our watchers and listeners, both of you, uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back very soon. <laughs> Hello everybody, I just wanted to remind you that we have updated the Pro Detailer Mega Pack. It now includes issues 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 and 13, along with the Wax Talk Show Guides back from 2018 and 2019, bit of memorabilia, and you also get a couple of air fresheners. It's $44.99 including UK postage and we can also ship it abroad. Grab it now for the full back catalogue and save £14.